My name is Coach Joey Solowitz. I'm a certified health and wellness coach, and this is my unsolicited advice. Welcome back to Unsolicited Advice with Coach Joey. I'm Coach Joey. I want to talk to you all about this physique cut that I'm working through right now. I know, I know. I've spent a number of hours talking about it on social media in the past couple episodes of this podcast, but it's my podcast and my social media page, and it's something I'm working on that's important to me right now, so it's what I'm going to talk about. Two weeks ago, I talked about why. Why I'm doing the hard thing, and the hard thing is spending three months getting as lean as I possibly can for a photo shoot that I have scheduled on December 16th of 2023. Then last week, I walked through the protocols that I'm following in order to get as lean as I possibly can. So go back and give those two episodes a listen if you want to know a little bit more about what I'm working on. But this week, what I want to discuss is the peak week protocols. What do I mean by that? What is a peak week? Well, anytime that you see a bodybuilder or a physique competitor or somebody who just looks amazing for say a photo shoot that they leaned out for or perhaps think Hugh Jackman with his shirt off in any of the Wolverine movies. These athletes go through what are called peaking protocols, meaning a series of body composition manipulating protocols that allow for them to look their absolute best for a specific moment in time so that they can do their shoot, film their movie, win a competition, or what have you. The peak week protocols are fascinating. It's very scientifically driven, there's no question about that, but it's also a lesson in how fake this stuff really is. How the people that you think look a certain way don't actually look that way. They follow a series of manipulative protocols, including dehydrating followed by rehydration, carb manipulation, meaning completely de depleting their system of carbohydrates, followed by loading up on carbohydrate in the form of simple sugars to fill out their muscles before a, sh a shoot or a show or a, or a filming of a shirt off scene. It's really fascinating. And because I'm going through this process right now, and I'm going to have to go through a true peak week here in a couple of weeks, what my coach and I did is we went through what we called a mock peak week last week. We put together the protocols that I would follow for a whole week. We set up a mock photo shoot, which was effectively my friend with an iPhone taking some photos the day of the, the false shoot just to see what it would feel like to run through the peak week, how I looked, and then clean it up from there. So I wanna walk you through the protocols that I followed last week so that you can just get a taste of how stringent this is, but also an idea of how, like I said, false it is. And I know that that sounds contrite. I know that saying that what I'm doing is false <clears throat> almost sounds like I'm trivializing it. I, I'm not. Like this is an athletic endeavor. It is a challenge and it 100% is worth it if you want to go through it because I am so proud of the results I'm getting. I'm so proud of the effort that I'm putting in. And I frankly, I mean, I love the way I look right now. But when I say false, what I mean is when you get online and you look at these individuals on social media, when you look at some of these perfectly lit photos where the person just looks like they don't have a shred or ounce of body fat on them, it's because in that moment, they have manipulated their body in such a way 
to appear that way. And that's not actually how they look all the time. So let's walk through some of the protocols that I followed. I'm just gonna walk through this real quick. The shoot for the mock shoot that I did was this past Saturday, starting on Monday, so five days prior to the shoot. I did what's called complete carb depletion. So effectively on Monday and Tuesday, I ate nothing but lean protein and leafy greens for two straight days. Now the goal of this is to deplete carbohydrate from your system. Coupled with the limited caloric intake, I also did what are called volume depleting workouts, meaning I did very, very high volume strength training. I'm talking 20 to 30 reps and six to nine movements per muscle group in an effort to completely deplete each individual muscle group, your chest, your back, your biceps, your tries, your shoulders, your legs, all of it, to completely deplete them of any and all glycogen stores that are in the muscle. I did this Monday and Tuesday, effectively eating zero carbs, completely depleting the muscle through volume-based workouts, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday morning. Those were two hard days, basically spending two days eating nothing but lean chicken breast and some leafy spinach and romaine lettuce left me feeling completely depleted. I watched my body get flatter. I watched my muscles start to kind of look like they were less full. I watched myself just physically feel depleted and just frankly kind of shitty. But what that does is it activates your muscular glycogen receptors. If you want to get super scientific, these are called GLUT4 receptors, G-L-U-T-4 receptors. Effectively, what the muscle does is it stores sugar in the form of glycogen. Glycogen is a chain of sugars put together in the muscle tissue that can then be later broken down to use for energy generation. So when you deplete your muscle of any and all glycogen, it sends its receptors to the cell wall surface in search of that glycogen. Now, if there's none to be found in the bloodstream, the body has no choice but to met metabolize fat. But no, let's not forget, for an athlete reaching a peak week, they are at a level of leanness where they don't have a lot of body fat to spare. So the muscle tissue leaves those receptors at the cell wall surface and is simply in search of more glycogen. This brings me to Wednesday, three days out from the mock shoot. We've now done two and a half days of full glycogen depleting workouts. We've eaten effectively no carbohydrate for two and a half straight days. And now we start what's called a carb load. Now, let me backtrack here because all the while through this process, we're also water manipulating, but I'm going to come back to that in a minute. I'm going to stick with explaining the carb loading first, and then I'll come back to the water manipulation in a moment. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we began what's called a carb load. On Wednesday, we simply ate a higher level of carbohydrate than I normally would. My normal carb load through the cut was about 175 grams per day. On that Wednesday, I ate 500 grams of carbohydrate. Now remember those receptors on the cell wall surface I was talking about, they're looking for those carbohydrates. So what starts to happen is they pull every gram of that carbohydrate as it breaks down into the bloodstream right into the muscle cell, which starts to fill those muscles back up with glycogen. And when a muscle is filled with glycogen is when it's going to look its fullest, its biggest, its strongest. This leads to Thursday, two days out from the shoot, when we do what's called a full carb load. 
the carb load was a thousand grams of carbohydrate. Now this was actually a really fun day. I have two little girls, they're 12 and they're nine. And I had explained to them what I was doing this particular week. And they were really excited for the carb load day because what that effectively is, is a day of eating nothing but simple sugars for 24 straight hours. I don't know if any of you listening to this track your macronutrients or ever have tracked macronutrients. I'm not gonna explain that process, but I am gonna say that a thousand grams of carbohydrate is a lot of sugar. And I mean it when I say we experimented with drinking straight maple syrup, we were eating straight boxes of cereal, we were eating candy, we were eating oatmeal, bread, you name it. Anything that is a simple carbohydrate with limited fat, limited protein, in an effort to just get as much sugar into the muscle tissue as we possibly could. That was on Thursday. I actually posted a video on social media of me drinking a bottle of maple syrup. I don't know if have any of you are my age, 40 years old, and were huge fans of the movie Super Troopers back in 2002 when it came out. Uh, but that movie opens with the Super Trooper police force drinking syrup at a local diner. And ever since I watched that movie, you know, nearly 20 years ago now, I've always wanted to try it. And this was the one opportunity I figured I'd have in my life to justify drinking a bottle of maple syrup. So that's exactly what I did. I got through about a half of the bottle and I almost threw up. It was horrible. I quite literally nearly vomited while my daughter recorded me and uh, decided that maybe next time I will not go for straight maple syrup when I need to do another carb load here in a couple of weeks. So now we're on Thursday and we get into Friday and it's the same thing. Eat a boatload of carbohydrates and keep those muscle glycogen stores topped off. Now, through this process on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you effectively drop training volume to near zero because you have depleted the muscles of all carbohydrate on Monday, Tuesday, and early Wednesday, and now we're repleting them. We don't wanna go work out and run those, those stores down again. So just some light movement, full body circuits on Thursday and Friday, in an effort to just get the blood flowing, keep the body healthy and limber, but not doing anything depleting. Let's circle back to Monday now and talk about the water manipulation protocols. I've walked you through just now how the carbohydrate manipulating protocols work to get the muscles as full as you possibly can of glycogen stores by effectively tricking them into wanting to absorb as many sugars into the cell, cell tissue as you possibly can. But the water manipulation protocols for peak leanness at a, on a photo shoot are equally as important. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I drank two gallons of water per day. For those of you listening from Europe, that's roughly eight liters of water per day. And with that, I drank, I consumed about 4,000 milligrams, that's four grams of salt. And I mean just pure sea salt out of the box over a four day period. And what this is effectively doing, if you remember grade school chemistry, is you are manipulating the process of osmosis. By bringing a bunch of salt and water into the system, you're creating a very high concentration of sodium in your system, and you're training your body that it is overhydrated and training your body to pee a lot. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, for fear of giving you too much information, I effectively was peeing every 30 to 35 minutes. Now, you are overhydrated at that point, you're loaded up with sodium, you're loaded up with water, you're telling your system that it's overhydrated and it needs to pee a lot, but now we get to Friday and we enter the water drop. What does a water drop look like? Well, mind you, I was gonna do the false shoot on Saturday. So on Friday afternoon, after loading up on, in the morning on sodium and water yet again, I effectively 
didn't touch a drop of water between 2 p.m. on Friday and roughly noon on Saturday when the mock shoot was, nor did I eat any salt in that same time frame. So for effectively 24 hours, you drop your water intake and salt intake to zero after having ramped it up to two gallons a day and four grams of salt a day over the course of the four preceding days. During those four days, you've tricked your system into thinking that it's overhydrated and it needs to pee a lot. Well, during the water drop, your system is going to continue to pee as though it is overhydrated, even though you're not taking in any more water. So effectively for a 24 hour period, you're peeing as though you're drinking a gallon or two a day, but you're drinking zero and you effectively completely dehydrate your system. Now, from a physique perspective, what this does is it pulls all of the water out of what we call the intracellular space. That's the space between your muscle tissue and your skin where bloat lies. You know that feeling when you look in the mirror after a big meal or drinking too much water and you just kind of feel bloated, like you're just kind of squishy? Well, when you do a water drop, like I just described, you effectively pull all the water out of that intracellular space. So now think back to the glycogen repletion I was just explaining, the carbohydrate loading. I've effectively tricked my muscles into pulling all of this sugar into them so they look big and full. I've tricked my kidneys into peeing out every last drop of water that my system had in it. So there's effectively no water in the intracellular space between the muscle and the skin. So now you have paper thin skin with no water in between it and the muscle pulled over big full muscles that are filled with carbohydrate. And you are going to look phenomenal. Now we get to the day of the shoot. Now we're on Saturday, the day of the mock shoot. What do we do? Well, now we, lever we leverage supplements as an opportunity to pull just a little bit more aesthetics out of the physique. Because one of the things you'll notice with your average physique athlete, or think again, Hugh Jackman in any iconic Wolverine scene, is how vascular they are. How many veins are just popping out of every place that you can possibly imagine. Well, that's also done through manipulation protocols that trick the body into looking a certain way. So on the morning of the shoot, Effectively, what you do is you eat a high-protein, high-fat, high-carb meal. I had a cheeseburger with some potato chips about two hours before the shoot. Now, this is just one last effort to top off the glycogen stores in the system and pull water and sugar into the muscle tissue. Now, roughly about an hour before the shoot, we manipulated supplementation. I took a beet juice supplement, which is effectively bringing nitrate into the system. And nitrate is a supplement that's going to increase blood flow. It's going to increase vascularity. Simultaneously, I ate roughly two ounces of dark chocolate. Magnesium is included in dark chocolate. One more effort to in increase vascularity. And I drank a four ounce glass of red wine. This is all at 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm not saying I'm proud of it, but I kinda am because these were the protocols to look my absolute best for this mock shoot. The red wine also, think nitrogen, pulls vascularity out, increases blood flow, which is going to push your veins to look really big. So now we're getting up to the shoot. The moment before the shoot, I opened a Coca-Cola Classic, which is one more effort to just push sugar into the muscle tissue. Drank a Coca-Cola Classic, full sugar, and then bam, we did the shoot. So now think about everything I just said over the course of a five-day period. We've manipulated carbohydrates, completely depleted the system of any and all sugar stores, and then proceeded to reload it beyond all measure with more sugar. We tricked the system into loading up with water, thinking that it was more hydrated than it could possibly handle, 
only to dehydrate it while the system still thinks that it's loaded with water to pull all the water out of the intracellular space. Then moments before the shoot, we load the system up with more sugar to pull more energy into the muscle tissue. And then we load ourselves up with nitrogen rich supplementation, which increases vascularity to make your veins pop all over the place. Then boom, you go do the shoot. Now, if you're using a well-trained photographer, which anybody doing something like this should be, that photographer is also going to know how to manipulate lighting. They're going to be using false lighting to shine on your body and your muscle exactly where it should to show the accents and the shadows as you want. And then they're gonna take those photos and they're gonna edit them to make them look spectacular. Now, hear me out here. I'm proud of this. I'm proud of what I achieved. This is an amazing challenge and it is an athletic endeavor. And I truly and firmly believe that if you want to go achieve something like this in your life, you should absolutely go do it. Do not take anything that I'm saying wrong. I'm proud of this and I would support anybody out there who wants to go chase something like this down because it is an amazing feeling to put your mind to something, put your head down, do the work, and then get to the shoot day and look in the mirror and be damn proud of what you have achieved because it is not easy. It takes a tremendous amount of discipline to get to that point. But what I do want to convey in this message is that what you see in those photos, what you see in those movies is not real life. That is not how people look for any sustainable amount of time. It is done through seriously complex scientific protocols that are designed to make the body elicit certain metabolic reactions that make you look a certain way. And only by virtue of understanding that can you make the decision for yourself if the way that you look now is good enough for you or if you wanna walk towards a goal that would allow you to look the way that you see in the movies, which as I just explained, isn't sustainable long-term. So that's it. That was my mock peak week protocols. The time that I'm recording this, I have two more weeks until I go through my true peak week and followed it at the end by the actual photo shoot, which will have officially taken me through a one year physique transformation process that I chose to put myself through earlier this year, including nine months of bulking, eating a boatload of food, training like a beast, and trying to put on as much muscle as I possibly could, followed by the three-month cut that I'm in the throes of right now to shave off as much of the body fat as I possibly could to look as lean as I can for that shoot. I know that this podcast is meant to be about mindset. It's meant to be about how to reframe your thinking about common stressors that we all encounter throughout the day, but it's also meant to be honest about what I'm working on. It's also meant to hopefully teach you a thing or two about what's going on in the health and wellness world and how we approach certain protocols. So I hope you found value in this episode. And if you did, please, please, please make sure to leave a review, share it with your friends, subscribe to the show. All of these are small actions that you can take right now at this very moment that help me a lot to allow my show to grow. And like always, I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you found value in what we talked about here today, please make sure to subscribe to the show leave a review, and most importantly, share it with somebody else who you think might enjoy listening. Thanks again.